0: Welcome to the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast, the show that talks all things female resistance training to help women feel beautiful, confident, and strong in and out of the gym. Now for your hosts, Jordan and Gretchen. Welcome back to the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast. Jordan and Gretchen here continuing on with our diet series to talk about app-based diets today. Examples of these would be Noom, Weight Watchers, RP is another one in the lifting space. There are so many of these apps out there these days telling you what to eat, how to eat it, when to eat it, and so many other things. Absolutely. I think people
1: gravitate towards these because it's something that you have on your phone. It's telling you what to eat, when to eat it, how much to eat. Um and for some people that's great. I've definitely done. Multiple app-based
0: diets. I see people do this for two reasons: convenience. Like you said, it's always on their phone; they can always pull it up. Weight Watchers, knew many of those point-based systems. It can tell you what to eat right there, like how many points it's worth. And then the other reason they do it, and this maybe gets it, this might cut deep for some people, is like it doesn't force you to actually face another human being in this. Yes. You just look at an app and there's no accountability. It, there's, it's, it's you and an app. You can tell the truth or you cannot tell the truth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you have a, when you have a coach, when you have somebody, a dietitian, nutritionist that you're working with, and you have to own up to these things, there are conversations that follow. And when you have an app run by somebody on the other side of the internet, They just kind of direct you from there. And there's no I think for us it we feel it eliminates the potential for shame, the potential for disappointment, those things that we think are going to happen when in reality, sometimes they do, but oftentimes it's meant as a as a guidance and a support. I know I've told
1: you this, Jordan, multiple times. And I think I've said it on the podcast, but I have done. Noom. I've done like the, my Pal where they give you your macros. I've done one called macro stacks. It's basically the same thing. Um, and then the last like at based one was RP. That was a, I mean, that's still a huge one in the lifting space in our gym. Quite a few people do it and it works for quite a few people. I'm yeah. not, not being any of them in that way. Um, but like you said, it did not work for me because I lied to the app. If I wanted some chocolate, eat the chocolate. My phone's not going to know. I just don't put it in there. So working with you, you can physically see me. Like we talk to each other every single day. We see each other twice a week. You can tell if I'm lying. Cause at some point you're going to be like, um,
0: that like you haven't changed. Yeah. It's. There, there's a wall between you and the other person when it comes to these apps, mm-hmm. and but, but that doesn't mean like let's go through the pros because we're not here to just knock on them. Absolutely, because one of the biggest things I think these apps do is it, it is educational. It brings awareness to the things that people are eating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do I love that it equates, you know, points and in different systems to that? Like, not necessarily. However, you still learn based on points, based on calories, based on macros, what is the better option for you?
1: Yeah, I think it opens up people's eyes to like you said what's the better option between, you know, this really big piece of steak or this chicken, like how much fat really is in this steak? Should I be eating this every single day as much as I want to? Probably not. Like the chicken is probably better. Um even though like Deep down, everybody, like everybody knows chicken is a better option, right? It's the leaner option, but it's physically seeing it on your phone and seeing that macro breakdown.
0: Right. I think it, you know, the fact that you have to log it in there, you're supposed to log it in there before you eat it. Right. Right. That I always talk about barriers. When we talk about stress eating, you want to eliminate as many barriers as possible. Put that, that item that you like to binge on, put it. In the cupboard at the bottom, way in the back behind all the items. So you have to go to the cupboard, open the cupboard, take everything out, open that up. Like you have so many things that could stop you on the way there. That's what like this app having to log that in there is a barrier. You have Mm -hmm. to actually look at whoa, that's how much is in that? Do I really want to eat that or do I not? Yeah. Worst case, we do it like most of the people who use these apps. You log it afterwards, right? You can't you can't change that then but you, you learn and you realize, oh, like that's a lot in there. Like you at least are aware and taught of what is in the food that you're consuming.
1: Yeah. I know one thing that really helped me when I was, even now, when I log food, if I know that I'm going to have, like, I know my triggers, right? So if I know that something's coming up where it's going to be like a trigger, or I'm going to want something, I will log mine's chocolate always. I will log some kind of chocolate for that day. So it's built into my day already and whether or not I eat it, it's if I don't great. If I do, it's already in there, it's already accounted for. Um that's definitely something that I learned while I was doing those apps. Um another pro is that it does provide direction. Absolutely.
0: Um I look at it and it guides you in your next meal. It yep. guides you in your next day, mm-hmm. it provides you direction on what to what to have as grocery items. Like there's so many things that it can just direct you to new things, and that's that builds off of the educational piece of this.
1: Yeah, I for me it was definitely. I know macros are not a new thing, but there was a point where macros blew up, and I and everybody was like, "I'm eating in my macros," and little old me was like, "I don't even like how, how do." You, how do you calculate your macros
0: boom my phone does it for me yeah calculated um the last pro that we have listed is its availability and convenience it's like i tell all of my clients you can always text me you can always email me you can always message me but there's no like there's no guarantee i don't always sit with my phone on so there's no guarantee that i'm going to get back to you instantly with a lot of these apps you can get instant feedback
1: yeah, it's it's definitely hard when you do have a personal coach that is a live human being and has a day job or has other clients. They don't get to just text you back right away. The phone does give you that
0: right away. Um, cons, it's not a lifestyle. Correct. I think, do you want to be 90 years old and still logging things in an app? No, God, no. I want to be 90 years old
1: eating whatever I want because I'm 90 years old and I'm going downhill quick.
0: You know, it's, it's those situations. It's like, do you want to be running around with your kids, your, your grandkids? your are like, on, do you want to be on vacation using an app? I mean, like you're on the beach trying to determine whether you can sip on a margarita or not. And you got to log that in your app first. Like, nah, just put the phone down, enjoy the beach Sit on that margarita and sip on the morgue. Um, I think for
1: me, the biggest con is that it's not individualized.
0: There is no way to totally know you.
1: No, there isn't. If it's, it is a computer doing, here's the thing. You can calculate your macros. You can calculate things out. A computer can do that, but there is no human interaction of, I am a very busy mom. I am a nurse. I work. 16 hour shifts. One of the biggest things that I had a friend who was a full-time firefighter. He did RP. It worked great for him, but his biggest complaint was that it did not allot for a 24-hour shift. Yeah. Right. So his day truly is 24 hours. He does not get to go to sleep at seven, eight o'clock at night every single night. He might be getting woken up in the middle of the night, multiple times a night. And most I don't know a app really. That works around those schedules. Right.
0: And I, I think it's, I, I use my fitness pal as the example, like you can plug in how much weight you want to lose. Um, you can plug in your height and weight. Those are like three things about you. Mm-hmm. There's so much more in there. Like it has no idea that you, it, you can tell it how many times you work out, however, however cautious reminder, we always overestimate
1: Mm -hmm.
0: how much we move and we underestimate how much we eat. So when you get those recommendations for calories or intake, it's not, it's not individualized. It's not built by somebody who's had a conversation with you, who knows. and, And you can't go like, for example, when I work
1: with you, I can't go to my app and say, um, this happened today and this messed up, I can go to you and say, Hey, my schedule changed. We need to accommodate for this. Yep.
0: Uh, Last con is that it fosters obsessive behavior and reliance on an external source. You can easily become obsessed logging these things into an app. It becomes like your lifeline, your crutch. Mm -hmm. And I just think again, kind of being 90, but like, do you want to go out to eat with your friends and be on your phone trying to figure out what you can eat? Do you want to be planning family dinner and trying to figure out what you can and can't eat? Like it becomes so obsessive to meet your points, to almost win this game of, oh, yeah, all my calories. Like, oh, I didn't hit my calories. Like, oh, I got to match this. Oh, I got to match that. Then it can become very obsessive and you rely on this thing that kind of is telling you how to live. Yeah. I think it,
1: along with being obsessive, I think sometimes they can create eating disorder type behaviors. Um, there is a specific app that I tried and it right off the bat gave me 1200 calories. Like that was it as a power lifter. That's not enough. There was like no carbs. If I, I am so lucky that I knew right away that I was like, this is not not right? But if you're someone that doesn't, I think that can create those types of behaviors.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think if you're somebody who is currently using one of these app-based systems, we're not here to knock you and tell you that you're doing it wrong. You're doing something which is better than nothing. Absolutely. We're just here to remind you that there are alternative solutions and to just continue to find something that works for you. If you've been at this for a while and It's not getting you the results that you want to see. Maybe it's time for an alternative solution. Mm
1: -hmm. As always, if you have questions, if you think something is not right, um, if you want to make sure that something is right that an app is giving you, you can always reach out to us on Instagram, email, ask questions. We're more than happy to help.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast. If you liked what you heard today, go ahead and give us a like, a share on Instagram. Let us know what more you want to hear from us so that we can truly make this the podcast that females go to to improve their resistance training experience.